All right, so desires and demands. demands. Um, we're talking about thriving, building a thriving marriage. Um, and the topic is desires and demands, which, I mean, you great, you made a very realistic observation. It can be bleak. <laughs> It can be bleak. Um, I was saying because most people don't really understand. It, it, I mean, it's kind of with anything in life, for real, for real. It's like you think you know, but you have no idea. Especially when you're young, you out here thinking you know you have. You have no idea what marriage is about. But prior to being married, you think you do because you reach a certain age, and. If you're not spirit led, you will quickly find out. That the Bible is always so different from what your definition of whatever the subject matter is, especially marriage, right? So, I mean, this Bible plan and talking about desires and outcomes, how you can put expectations on your partner and really not even know it, right? Um, so my thoughts, my takeaway is... Anything you do in life is based off of your reference point. For example, you could say, ain't nobody listening to country music. If you grew up in the hood and you don't know anybody that listens to country music, then it wouldn't make sense for you to say that because you don't know anybody who is. So in your little bubble, nobody listens to country music. And from that reference point, you're right. But that doesn't mean you're like, right. It's a whole world of people who listen to country music. Now, I'll take the time to say I like country music, so I'm not saying I don't like country music. I'm just saying it's all reference point. So prior to getting married, subconsciously, whatever you've seen in your life as far as a marriage, and especially, you know, being born in the 90s, you know, our young adult life, social media comes out. We have way more access. Or 80s. You're late 80s. But I say 90s because 90s is the golden age of life. But um, point being, your reference point of any marriage, which is essentially the marriage of you experienced or seen in your life, that's what you think marriage is. And then you put social media in the mix, you see what you think is someone's actual marriage, but that's a whole nother podcast. Um, but that's your reference point of marriage. And you put those expectations on people and not know it. And then you get into an actual marriage, and it's usually a lot of work that has to be done. Um, most of which involves you as a single individual letting go of your expectations and becoming the person your spouse needs you to be. And they typically need you to be somebody you don't want to be because you're selfish by nature. Those are my thoughts. I think. I think it's hard because you don't know what you don't know. Like this whole Bible plan that we've been doing, we're on day four. And that's what comes to my mind is like, you hear about marriage from people who are married, who have been married through social media, through movies, television, whatever helps you form your image of marriage. But you really don't know until you are in a marriage. And so 
it's one of those things where, yeah, you do have desires. You do have this image of what you expected your marriage to be like. And is that so wrong? When you... I think the only other thing that's comparable to a marriage is if you have kids. Because if you're not married or taking care of like a child or maybe even a parent um, who, you know, needs to be taken care of outside of anything like that, maybe taking care of a pet, you're just taking care of yourself. So of course you don't know what it's like to be responsible for somebody else or accountable to somebody else at the level that a marriage calls for or being a parent or again taking care of somebody who you know may be ill or whatever you don't know what that's like until you're actually in that situation and I think the hardest part is and you hear people who have been married for years and years say it all the time but you're still a person. So what happens to the person that you were or are once you are responsible to your husband or wife? Do you just forget about that person? Do you just throw away everything that you had envisioned for your marriage because it's selfish to do otherwise? And if so, how do you go about doing that? Like, you're literally talking about, especially if you get married later, quote unquote, like in your 30s, 40s, 50s, which is much more common nowadays. What do you do with this person that you've been for the last X amount of years? And so, yeah, it does seem a little daunting and almost like well then why would I get married why would I get married just to then have to be accountable to somebody else get rid of everything that I've ever wanted because I'm being told constantly that that's wrong and that my vision and desires and stuff is unrealistic and I shouldn't want those things because my spouse shouldn't be responsible for bringing me those things like why would I get married? And that's a very real question. Um, that is a very real question. Um, I think the only answer to that can be found within your religious, God-centered space and within your marriage. Well, more... Oh, I'm sorry. Were you finished? Yeah. I'll say more specifically, I'm a Christian, so my, and then also, so that was beautifully said. I know what I've come to learn is the answer is always inside of the person of Jesus Christ. Why? Because marriage was established by God, not man. So it won't work outside of the barriers that or parameters that he put around it. So, what that means is, when you take an oath to get married, you're taking an oath to be a part of a God covenant, which is a part of the kingdom of God, which if you're talking about the kingdom of God, 
You're talking about a physical space where God dwells within his people. So everything that his people have subdued becomes his territory as well. Uh, and then a spiritual space where God rules and reigns over all creation as he does in heaven. Right. And marriage is a part of that kingdom. And when we talk about kingdoms, it seems like a far-fetched idea because we're in 2021 and we live in like the most comfortable country on the in the world, which is the USA. Um, but if you think about it in first century Palestine context, a kingdom um, is, a, is a land mass that's ruled like in a dictatorship type of way by uh, one individual. And to be a part of a kingdom, you have to live by the governance of that kingdom. You have to follow the rules and regulations of that kingdom um, to be a citizen of that kingdom. And if you don't, there's life or death consequences, right? So God, I believe, was strategic in implanting himself in this that realm of time where there were kings and queens and kingdoms um, because it mirrored the spiritual kingdom of God uh, most parallel. Because in the spiritual realm, there's no... God is sovereign. He's Lord, right? Um, which means that you don't get to do things your way, period. There's an understanding that he knows best and he's doing best for his kingdom and you live into that space. Um, and how that pertains to marriage is marriage is an established covenant within the kingdom of God. So what I think problems, where I know problems come from in marriage is you're trying to take a covenant that was made by God for his kingdom and for people who are a part of that kingdom and you're not a part of that kingdom. You don't believe in those concepts or you think you do, but you actually don't. And then what marriage does, if you don't believe in it the, as much as you should, what marriage does is it blows that up. And you start to have those questions of like, well, why should I get rid of myself when actually you shouldn't get married until you understand what it means, which means biblically, this is my role as it relates to a marriage established by the person, the entity, when we're talking about God, who established this marriage covenant. And outside of that, it won't work. Um, so your individualism should be rooted in your Christ identity. But if you don't know or you haven't put in the time to discover what that is and come to terms with it for what that means for yourself, then you will, you have no value in partnership. And then you get into a marriage covenant and your world, you know, or rightfully so orchestrated by God, begins to take on a spiritual um, responsibility that you may not as an individual have been preparing for your whole life. Um, and that's my long-winded answer to those very real questions. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a millennial, so I'm, I'm young, relatively speaking, right? Um, but yeah, again, you said it. We don't know what we don't know. And I personally know that our generation, again, 90s, late 80s, babies, whatever, we came from a baby booming generation that had a certain perspective of what Christianity was 
that could, depending on where you from or whatever, it couldn't it could have been rooted in stuff that's not true. It could have been rooted in religion, tradition, a lot of things that aren't actual Christ centered theology. Um so again, we you know, people I know people who grew up and you just get married and you stay married just because that's what you do. I know people who still use certain Bible verses to support like, well, you shouldn't get a divorce and all these things. And I mean, it's just best based on a lot of eisegesis uh, and bad theology, um, especially as new covenant believers. But again, you get into all that with people and they wires get crossed and it's too heavy. And it's like, but these are the concepts you have to know to understand what God is really telling you to do in marriage. And if you don't care to learn about that and you don't care to develop yourself spiritually, you don't care because it's too hard to do all these things that will make marriage make sense, then you're right. Yeah, you you shouldn't get married because you don't even know what you're walking into. Um, but then when you get the knowledge, the truth divides. So you're forced to do something with it. And if you're still wrestling with that truth, even when you get it, then you're just putting more harm on top of more harm and... That's where I I feel like civilization is now, especially the U.S., the divorce rate so high. It's because um, people are either getting the truth or they're experiencing marriage head on. And what it does is it exposes that you have no idea what what really what marriage really is, um, because it, it, it is just like a especially if you're a non-believer, because being married is in a, essence to be a, a Christian, a Christ follower. Right. So it's like. To be married is to be a Christ follower. To be a Christ follower is to live a life like Jesus, which is selfless. And and he said, he said, the son of man came to serve, not to be served. So he did. He took his identity off his king to be a servant to people who don't care for him. Right. So that's to be like Christ. And he established the kingdom as husband and wife and marriage covenant. So it's like. If you haven't individually gotten to a place where you can with joy fall in love with serving someone else then yeah yeah um marriage is a uh it's a brutal thing and you can and it's so brutal because you can even know all those concepts and still have trouble walking that out in a marriage because god is strategic in that too marriage is ministry so it's like he's calling you to someone that probably is gonna see the blind spots which Practically looks like them seeing stuff you can't see, which is practically arguments. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's my spiel. Um, but I was trying to take up time, y'all, because <laughs> the baby's just wilding, so she left. So I'm trying to fill up space. But I'm pretty sure you got the gist of what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to land it because I I was talking to fill up space, and I had to come back and pivot when you came back. But yeah, yeah. So, um, desires and outcomes, right? Expectations, probably, I say, you know, rooted in non-Christian, selfish motive. Um, and then you get married, and then your selfish motive gets blown up, and you got to deal with that. And then we... You know, act like God did something wrong. Um, or just be like, yo, this is whack. And it makes sense to me. I think it makes perfect sense, actually. 
Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, well, you said something about uh, <laughs> trying to alleviate this thing. But I no, I mean, but you know, sometimes there's nothing left to say. Um, This is your idea. You got to come hard. Like, you can say. Oh, yeah. Well, well uh, thank y'all for kicking in with us. Um, God is love. I didn't want to leave it on a bleak note, though. Like, I'm trying to uplift the people, give them some hope. But, uh,. Yeah, uh, we do that next time. Uh, uh, I'm not saying don't get married, um, but you definitely got to know what you're getting into. Um, but it's a beautiful thing because God's word, God's word doesn't lie, right? You know what I'm saying? It is a beautiful thing. Um, and it, honestly, it's going to be what you make it. I've heard a lot of people married people say that too. It's going to be what you make it, but it is going to take effort and it's going to take a lot of time and patience. That you will or may not, may or may not be willing to put into it, but, um, you know, hang in there, or just keep drinking bottomless mimosas. The choice is up to you. Um, God is love. I'm out of here. We out of here. <laughs>